Hey everyone and welcome back to the Purposeful Mindset Podcast. I'm honestly so grateful that you subscribed to my podcast and I'm excited to share yet another episode with you. This podcast is all about bringing servant leaders to share their top five actionable life lessons with you all in hopes to inspire you to take more action in your life and find your true purpose. Today I have such an incredibly humble and mindful guest. His name is Brett Hill and he's a mindful communications coach who has a real passion to serve and help people live a more mindful and authentic life. He has come to believe there's no faster way to improve your communications and the quality of your life than being mindful during conversations. In this episode, Brett shared his top five life lessons which has helped him grow into the servant leader that he is today and here they are. Number one, being then doing. Number two, figure out what you want to do before figuring out who you are. Number three, practice when you're not under stress. Number four, commit to discomfort. And number five, take more chances. At the end, he shared something beautiful where he said, the world needs more of who you are. Make sure you all go and reach out to Brett. And without further ado, let's get straight into this episode. Hey, Brett, thank you so much for being on the Purposeful Mindset podcast with me. Honestly, I am super grateful that I have connected with you through Travis. I'm so excited to get to listen to your wisdom and your values and your top five life lessons that I know is going to blow my audience away. And I want to go straight into it, man. Like, honestly, Brett, could you tell everybody a little bit about yourself, what it is that you're currently doing, what it is that you've done in your life, and then kind of share with, with everybody at the beginning, like the five top things from the top of your head, like the, the the things that you believe have really got you to the success that you have today. Mm. And and how can everybody listening or watching on YouTube, how can they actually like implement and take action and execute these things in their life? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that. I'm really psyched to be here. It's a ton of fun. Um, oh my gosh. Uh, I have such a big story. It's always hard for me to like, you know, showcase this in a commercial in a way, commercial version. <laughs> uh, but it's it started out a long time ago, far, far away. Uh, I grew up in the Midwest in the United States, which was a, kind of a strange place to grow up. Um, and I, uh, I wound up with sort of dual focus in my life. One of being a technologist, where I wound up uh, knowing a lot about computers and wound up working for Microsoft as a technical evangelist and other companies like that with a capacity to tell stories because I was really good at taking technical information and turning it into things that people could understand. Mm-hmm. And I kind of developed a reputation that wound up being my career. So I, I developed some um, pretty deep technical expertise, but also I was a pretty um, committed character because uh, from the time I was a little guy, I always liked to know how things work. I mean, I was taking apart stuff and my breaking everything. And, you know, how's what's inside this grandfather mm. clock? I literally took apart a grandfather clock. Oh, and, wow. <laughs> like, and I learned that putting things together and taking them apart are two different skills. You know, it's kind of like, oh, some things are like, oh, it's easier to disassemble than reassemble. Well, that was a pretty big lesson, actually. <clears throat> so I, uh, I got really in- interested in, well, what makes me tick? How do I, how am I put together as a nervous system and as a means of communicating? And I really focused on communications. So I actually uh, got my college degree in interpersonal communications. And I went on from there to study um, mindfulness and meditation. I became a meditation teacher. 
And all this is happening at the same time I'm doing technology, right? So these are like parallel cores. And so I uh, became, uh, I sought out some really expert teachers in somatic psychology and some other things like contact improvisation and even martial arts at one point. And because I really was just interested in putting this whole package together, you know, like the body mind, what's really working here? How do I actually get into the mechanics of who am I in a, in a deep way? And then how do I connect to the world and to others and really diving into what makes a person a person? How do we show up? What are our blocks? How do we get wounded? and uh, studying um, a psychotherapy, body psychotherapy, or I should say, somatic psychotherapy called Hakomi, uh, which I studied, and also group dynamics. And all of that just deeply informed me in a way that changed forward my life, plus my meditation experiences. And all of that was kind of feeding into my technology job as well, because when I walked into a room of people, I related to it completely differently than I ever did. And that transformed the way I did public speaking because I was speaking to people all over the country uh, from technical stages, you know, Microsoft events and others. And uh, then during COVID, I decided I was going to, uh, I, my technical work kind of came to an end. And I decided I was going to start focusing on mindfulness and communications as an expertise and put it out there. So I developed this thing called the language of mindfulness, which is my approach to how we can engage with ourselves and with others in a, in a way that helps us deeply connect authentically and powerfully with our lives in the world. Wow, love that. Such a, such a, like, such a powerful journey, right? Because it's like you went from technology to something that we never have been taught in the last, I don't know, X amount of years, this word about <clears throat> mindfulness and mental health. And like these things were like all taboo and were just so, well, why are you talking about that? That stuff doesn't exist. Like, I know. It's like, like be a man, a, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> well, we live in a country or in a world where what you can do is valued more than who you are. And that's flipped up on its head. You know, it's kind of like the size of your bank account or your possessions or your bling weight is more important than than who you are. And I think that's completely upside down and it's causing us a lot of trouble as a result in the in the world today. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I love that. So I honestly love the way you, you actually, you decided to like go and, and tap into that part of your journey. Because I think, number one, a lot of people in the world need you right now. Like they need, oh, thank you. And they need to understand like how to be mindful, how to be more present, how to be conscious and not live without, you know, with worries and sadness and depression, but how to actually go and communicate and how to actually be bolder, which is something that I keep talking about a lot recently. Yes. Like, be, yeah, I noticed more that. And like for me, it's just because that was me, right? So yeah. in a nutshell for me, Brett, like over six years ago, I used to be super shy. I couldn't speak to a woman. I had eight friends. All I did was play Call of Duty, go to work in the bank, come back home and eat, sleep, repeat. That was my life. Wow. And so when I changed after like a year and a half of doing a lot of personal growth and a lot of self-development and reading these books when I didn't feel like reading the books, yes, exactly. I, you know, I shifted my perspective. My mindset changed. Everything up here in my world changed. And so I became a little bit more confident. And then I took my phone out and I just started making videos one day. I blocked all my friends and family because I knew the negative the opinions of them. <laughs> Good for you. So I blocked them all. So just so I know that I, I, I'm going to do this. I've made the decision. I'm going to do this. I blocked nice. them all. 
they didn't really notice that I blocked them because I wasn't really posting anything at the time. And I just started making these inspirational little, you know, four or five minute videos at, on Snapchat at the time. And then I went on to Instagram and then I just started sharing this. And I, it all started from this concept called Wisdom Wednesday. Beautiful. I love that. That's and amazing. ever since then, I've never missed a Wednesday video. I've been posting on, on social like almost every single day because I have a lot of natural, crazy energy that I believe God has gifted me with. And that's why go. I became a coach at the end of, in the, during, the COVID, during COVID. I decided to become a coach because before that, I was just a speaker. I just wanted mm -hmm. to have a speaking business. Mm -hmm. And I transformed that into a coaching business, into a business. Because yeah. I thought that's, people in business need me. They need my energy. They need my guidance. Yes. They, like I've learned about psychology. I've learned about sales. I've learned about business. I've learned about social media. I've learned about how to communicate better with people. I can help somebody become confident on, on Zoom calls and, you know, making videos online because I've done it. You know, so I, I love helping like people who are introverts or shy to become mm -hmm. confident and bold like, like how I have. And yeah. right now it's the most valuable skill, right? Because everybody's on Zoom and everybody's online and they need to be part of some kind of communication. So they absolutely really big skill to have. Mm. So, um, but tell us a little bit about if you were to share in a nutshell your top five life lessons with everybody listening or watching on YouTube right now, what would they be? Okay. Uh, I, I made a list. <laughs> I love it. A man with a plan. Well, so um, the first one, you said it yourself and in, in my version, because you, you looked at yourself and you said, this is not the life I want to have. Right. Yeah. That took. So my first one is go inside. Right. Mm -hmm. If you're looking for the answer outside of you, it's not there. Go inside. Right. You might be able to find some reflections that are useful, but you must do the work. Next is this is so key. Being then doing. Mm, being and doing. Remember, you, you got yourself aligned with your being and all your action came out of that, right? Yep, exactly. So being, then doing. Don't figure out what you're going to do before you figure out who you are, right? Yes. Otherwise, you'll wind up in the wrong place. You'll wind up doing what somebody else thinks you should be doing. Mm -hmm. Number two, um, number three is you must practice when you're not under stress. In other words, if you want to play a guitar for a group of people, you don't sit down. I've never played a guitar before and play it and have it come off. You got to go back into your room, close the door, tell the family, turn off the family, right? And play <laughs> until you get it right. Then when you come out and people say, hey, can you play? You bring it out. No kidding. I can do it. So the same thing's true with mindfulness and any other kind of approach where you want to be more present with people. You have to practice that when you're not under stress so that when somebody comes at you and says, well, you know what? You really messed this up. Instead of reacting, you have the skill set already created to be mindful. So practice, practice uh, a lot. Um, commit to discomfort is my number four if you're ever going to grow you've got to be willing to, there's a statement um before brilliancy uh you must be willing to look foolish to the crowd yeah, um, yeah you have that. to be willing to be awkward and when you get on a bike are you graceful no are you going to get off because somebody said well look at them they're just wobbling all over the place no, you have to get back up be willing to fall down be willing to make mistakes in public be seen, be called out for it, and then keep doing it, right? 
It's a, and also, if you stay in your comfort zone, you're never going to grow. That's the bottom line, right? Yeah. And number five, and this is where we really align, is take more chances. I love it. Take more chances, you know. Like you get all this, you do all these other ones through four, you need to, to take some chances. I went through a part of my life where I uh, said yes to anything everyone asked me to do regardless of what I liked, whether it was some people like that. rock climbing and dancing at clubs I would never go to and, and all kinds of stuff that I just was not in my wheelhouse. But boy, did I grow from that. It was amazing. I love that. Those five well, things you shared, honestly, I aligned with all of them. And I think in a way, like I honestly believe anybody watching or listening right now, if they just, even in the order that you just shared it in, if they literally start going and breaking those things down by either doing it with themselves or getting a coach or a mentor or somebody to like guide them through that journey. Exactly. They can call me. <laughs> exactly. They can come straight to you, right? Because you've done it. You've, you've been there, done that, wore the t-shirt. You literally have gone through that process. So who better to go to than you yourself to actually really get deeper on these things? Because, you know, a lot of people, a lot of times on, on podcasts and YouTube videos and just content that we consume, everybody gives these amazing, really cool, you know, practices, right? Like these are the action steps you need to take. But the problem comes, and I know this as a coach now because literally all the clients that I speak with always do this. You have the action steps, you have the goals, you have the vision, but then nobody gets off their ass, like you said, the comfort zone. They don't go and they don't actually know where to start. The hardest well, you, thing is to start. Yes, exactly. Yes, exactly. You have to start. You have to do the work. And if you're not willing to do the work, you are not going to grow. There isn't a magic pill here. This kind of stuff that I'm talking about and we're talking about, this is the real deal. And I can't say this enough. It's like, this is what changes your life and gives you a place, a, a home in yourself that is irrefutable, undeniable, the the, the seat of authenticity. And whenever you speak and act from that place, it's a powerful thing. And when you encounter people who are doing that, it's a powerful thing. But you can't just decide you're going to do that. You can't just throw yourself into a cold a, a tub of cold water and wake up into that. You have to do the work. Uh-huh. And it takes and, and I'm not saying you have to like commit your life to 10 hours a day of meditation or anything like that at all. It just takes consistent. Consistency is more important than duration. Frequency is more important than duration. So repeating um, like a mindfulness practice every day for 15, 10 or 15 minutes is way more important than going to retreat once a quarter. Hmm. Yeah, I so agree with that because that's that's the practice. From yeah. the mindfulness, you start getting to do the inner work. I think that was your first one, right? You talk, You talked about go in before you go in you have to go in first because that's where the problems are it's kind of like now i know people go well i'm not making enough money that's a real problem and that's true you know there's there are actual physical problems in the world those aren't the kinds of difficulties i'm talking about although you will do better with your physical problems when you get your inner problems sorted out maybe i mean there are people who aren't getting where they want to be in the world because they don't show up as who they really are in an interview or in a job day to day, or they show up in sort of a twisted sort of way because they're too afraid of being critical or they're too afraid of being outspoken. Or on the other hand, they're too afraid of being vulnerable. And so they're overspoken and they're over aggressive. None of those things are going to help you in the long run. And so how do you find the balance so that you can then see the opportunities to be successful that you might otherwise just pass by because you're not 
paying attention. You're instead, you're trying to manage your experience in some way that isn't helping you. And there's no way to get an insight into that than to sit down, be still, and be present with who you are, what is going on for you now. And so all these things I mentioned, a lot of it is about becoming present to your, becoming aware of your in-the-moment experience and developing a facility to express that with other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Could you kind of, could you, can, could you kind of like dive deeper about like into each one that you shared just to give everybody a little perspective of your own kind of experiences and journey in each kind of step that you just, that you've written down? Yes, I could talk infinitely about each one. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the go inside is so critical. I started off in a, in a pretty intense meditation practice that was sort of a hybrid yogi or, or Indian practice mixed with uh, this uh, guy named uh, Yogananda who came to the country and developed this uh, uh, self-realization society. So I was not involved with that directly, but sort of a brand of that. And it's really intense and like, I'm going to sit down and become one with God and really, you know, a big aspirational thing, right? I'm going to be one with everything. And, uh, and I can't say that that actually changed me in a very profound way, simply by developing the practice to close my eyes and be still and practice being present with whatever was happening inside. Now, that later shifted to be more generic rather than like a spiritual focus to be more of a, just a mindfulness practice, which is literally just being present with what am I experiencing now? And um, there's that might sound like, well, what the heck is that and what does it matter? But trust me on this, the science is, this is science. This is not, a, um, you know, some woo-woo sort of thing. If you do this work, it will change who you are and you will be better. It's that simple. And the science is in, this has been studied. They put the people in the, you know, the magnetic resonance fields and they've got the maps of the brain and all that. They can show that the higher cognitive functions, part of the brain actually grows by doing this. So you basically get, you change your actual neurology by doing this work. Um, so just sitting down and doing that repeatedly, some kind of inner work, a meditation of almost any sort um, will help you. And so that's that's the part one. And then the other part that's really important to that about is being non-judgmental about it. Mm-hmm. It's not like, not like, because when you sit down and do that, the first thing that's going to happen is the other part later, commit to being just uncomfortable. You're going to have uncomfortable because your brain's going to go, what the heck? This is ridiculous. I am not hitting it. I'm sitting here just in, you know, being still and wasting time. The opposite is true. Instead, what's happening is you're doing one of the most important things you could ever do for yourself. But you, but, but you haven't got the what I call the somatic embodied experience of that yet. And so you're going to have to be uncomfortable with all this nagging to get through to the point where you realize, oh, my God, this is really changing me in ways that matter. Mm. And then you're going to want more of it. Right? Yeah. So you have to hang out with that. It's group. hard as well, right? Because everybody's listening to the little inner demon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah, oh, that's oh. right. It's like, oh, this is stupid. I'm no good. What's the point of this? This is woo-woo. You have all this stuff going on. And you have to just, the practice is, notice that you're having all this stuff going on going oh there's a voice that says this is ridiculous oh there's a voice that says this is pointless there's a voice that says i suck at this and there's a voice that says i really need to be doing x and just going there's a voice that rather than i need to be it's 
there's a voice that, and you see there's a big difference. One is I, who I am, I need to be doing something versus, oh, I'm just having a voice that says I need to do that. Mm-hmm. Now, that sounds subtle, but it's huge. Yeah, definitely. One is I'm identified with it, and the other is I'm having an experience of something. And that translates into big-time stuff, sort of like someone attacks you verbally, and you can say, well, you attacked me, as opposed to I'm experiencing someone attacking me. Uh-huh. Yeah, big difference in the shift of language. It's massive because then I can start to get, I have a moment I can start to be curious and say something else rather than, well, what the hell do you know? Instead of being reactive, I can maybe respond. Mm. And that's the big difference. Instead of being reactive, you want to be responsive. The key thing there is that when you're responsive, you have choices. You're able to say, well, should I ask him or her? why they think that, or maybe I'm not safe here and I should do something else, or maybe I just want to ask, can you tell me more? When you're reactive, you have no choices. So this is one of my favorite things to say, is that mindfulness is really about freedom. It's about having the capacity to make a choice that you didn't have otherwise. And those choices are often better choices than what you had otherwise. That's a powerful saying. Just, just want to throw it out there. That's 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 a deep, powerful saying. I think everybody that's watching or listening was like, "Wow!" It's had like a a, a little light bulb, Kaboom! A, a little popcorn just clicks. Like, yeah, yeah. Whoa! It's a big deal. Like I said, this is the real deal. This is the way. You're the real deal, Brett. You're the real deal. You're (laughs) teaching this stuff. You're helping people. You're serving the world with this amazing stuff that people need to go and implement. Otherwise, you know, they're just going to be stuck in the same. It's just an idea otherwise, right? Mm -hmm. It's like you you have to move out of the world of ideas and into the world of what's what's actually happening. Who am I now? 100%. Definitely. All right. So, what? So that's that was. Was that the first one, or that you? Just, I think that was a combination. I I'm very hard like to a keep. Combination linear. of like three. I'm, right? I'm very hard to be linear. I just I'm. I don't read. No worries. What? Share whatever 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 comes next. Share us <laughs> with that, and you can combine it with the last so one. So that that started with go inside, uh-huh. and we've already talked about being than doing, right? So when you go yeah. inside, you get to touch in a deep way. I mean, in the ultimate sort of woo woo way, there's this being that really isn't thought or anything else like that. And at some point or another, hopefully you can have an experience of this beingness. Now this is like, gets into like Eckhart Tolle sort of work and some others about the being that you are, this eternal sort of thing. And, and, and I'm not trying to say that's what people should go for. Uh, although there is that, and that's kind of the big deal. Uh, sometimes I say it's not a contest, but there is a prize. Yeah. <laughs> so you're not trying to get there for that because that, when you when you sit down and you start to do this work because you have an objective in a way that puts that objective outside of you yeah and really what you're trying to do is get in touch with who you are mm-hmm. and when you do that you discover oh wow i go i gotta go deep who knew <laughs> you know? the answers are all within deep yes yeah, exactly. And so so when we're looking outside of us for answers, and so many people do this, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not trying no. to say you're a failure for doing that. I'm just trying to say at some point, you need to have a center, what I call center of gravity in yourself, where you're not looking for the answer outside of you. You're looking maybe to refine what you already know. Yeah. Not ever, if over your arc of your life, 
you're not actually feeling that, then somehow you're not uh, integrating what you know. You haven't really kind of broken the barrier on who am I yet. Mm -hmm. um, being to doing commit to discomfort. We've talked about that a little bit. We talked about who you, know, you must be willing to be uncomfortable. And, um, and that's really key. Don't let what is uncomfortable throw you. Um, or unless it's crazy uncomfortable, I should say, when people sit down and meditate, there are certain people that shouldn't be doing that. And that's people who are like, or have trauma, and they get into it. And, and the way you know, that is that you really feel completely overwhelmed, and maybe even terrified. If you have those kinds of things come up for you, then you should be doing more of a body based approach. And I would suggest you get some, some assistance, some good assistance to help you through. Uh, because you that kind of a nervous system has to have a different approach than um, for people who don't have that kind of a nervous system. Mm -hmm. um, and then, uh, like I said, take chances, you know, so that's, that it, it starts to be really powerful whenever you have some of this stuff together, because what you find is that the world will start to meet you halfway. I agree. And that's part of what this is all about. Mm -hmm. it's basically manifesting right like after doing mm -hmm. the work and all these five things that you just shared so beautifully like after doing all of these things it, you're literally just manifesting you know everybody talks about the law of attraction right yeah, and I used yeah. to always take the mickey out of everybody back in the days and I used to always like you know laugh at them because I'm like look you, the law of attraction doesn't exist it's fake it's all a lot of <laughs> it's baloney don't believe it but then I used to kind of shock them because they're like no Sadiq you don't know you, like, you haven't tried it yeah. like, let, let me finish let me finish the reason why it's fake and it doesn't work is because most of you guys, yes, you guys, I'm pointing <laughs> at you, like most of you guys are not doing it the right way. You're just mm -hmm. believing in the concept that, yes, it exists and it works. Whatever you think, your thoughts become reality, your thoughts become things. 100%, that's true. But you guys, yeah, you're just sitting in your on your ass. You're sitting on your bed. You're sitting on the comfort, comfortable sofa in your room. You're watching Netflix. You're chilling out so much, believing this that, you know, you're just going to magically, you know, bring success into your life. That's the bit that I, that I really used to get annoyed at. Cause I'm like the law of attraction, half of the word has the word action in it. It means yeah. you attract things into your life by taking action first, then it comes into your life. So everything, everything that it teaches is a hundred percent correct. That your thoughts do become things, your vision become, you know, can become your reality, but you got to take the steps. You got to go and do it. You got to go and consistently take action, as I always say, to actually get to those goals, to get to those dreams. And even if it is the one step every day, it's the tiny steps that does bring you closer to that to that long term vision. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you there. I think that the key thing is gets back to what I said before. Who are you now? And really, that determines what you're going to attract in the future. It's like, who are you? Someone who is grounded in the truth of your authenticity and you're present with other people and you see their pain and you see their joy and you relate to it kind of relatively clearly and you can re relate to it relatively clearly because you've done the work on where your biases are and how you color the world through those biases, which you can't help but do because you're a human being with a brain that behaves in a specific way. And once you learn the mechanics of that a little bit, you learn that you are in fact a biased being and you can't avoid it. All you can do is learn to navigate with that mechanic. That's just the way our nervous systems work. And so when you've done that work, without it, you have no hope of ever being able to see people 
clearly. But when, once you begin to do that, then when you get excited about something, it has a powerful resonance field in the meta world, I would call it, you know, that can attract to you the kinds of things that are resonating with who you really are. As opposed to the other part of you, like if you haven't done the work, who are you showing up as? You're showing up as some kind of a incomplete, half-shaded, sort of semi-muddled being who would like to have a thousand Bitcoins drop into their wallet in the morning. And I'm thinking about it real hard and why isn't it happening? But instead, you know, you need to be doing other work and then you can attract an opportunity that, that might actually bring some wealth to you. Totally. hundred percent. I love it. Everything you said, bang, like spot <laughs> on, hit the nail on the head, as they say, like that was just beautifully put together because it's, as you said, you know, when you do the work, when you really focus on finding yourself, knowing who you are without worrying yeah. about other people's opinions and worries and stress and other people who are trying to dictate our life. Yeah, and they will. They will want to. Everybody everybody wants a piece of you because you don't have a piece of you, right? Exactly. And they, and that, they can make money and get attraction and, and boost their own fame and hits and all that if you give them a piece of you. Right. And so it's like, and there are people who that is worthy of doing. Those people are the ones who give that piece back. Yes. You know, exactly. and they're not a lot of them. There's not. not. There's, mm -hmm. a, there's a couple, there's just a few rare gems out there that are, that are doing the work, that are being of service, that are really doing the work themselves, but also teaching others how to do it as well. So we can have a more, you know, conscious world of people living in, in, in on earth, just being more more mindful more 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 conscious that's, more, that's more how we solve all of our problems exactly. that's how we solve it's like when we start to relate to each other in a deeper more authentic human way you can't architect a government that is cruel you just exactly. can't do it, you know yeah. Yeah. or a business that is abusive to its employees or its customers you can, you start like hey we can make an extra million bucks if we just put this piece of poison in our stuff and we're not going to tell anybody, but you know, we're going to make it money. You just can't do that whenever you're connected to the real deal, you know, hundred percent Brett, honestly, I'm, I'm so grateful just sitting here listening to you. I can listen to you all day. I know there's so much more wisdom and experience. Hey, well, I have a podcast, languageofmindfulness.com. Bang. And I was, I was, I'm coming on to that. I'm coming on to that. I'm coming on to you. You're going to be sharing how everybody can <laughs> reach out to you and connect with you. But before I go there, I want yeah. to ask you one last question that I ask every single guest of mine at the end of the show. Okay, let's go. This is supposed to be straight off the cart. Just you wasn't supposed to know that, which is why I didn't tell you before. <laughs> but this is the question, and and it's gonna you're gonna resonate with this. You're gonna love the question because it's something that you're gonna be doing actually very soon um, in 2021. So I wanted to imagine right now that you are on a stage with 90,000 people in front of you. Mm -hmm. So you are like a live event, 90,000 people in front of you. And you've just you just delivered this amazing talk around mindfulness, meditation, mm. consciousness, being present. And you literally just taught this room how they can go and take these practices and change their life. And mm. right at the end, you really want everybody to go away to remember Brett by in their life, to never forget about this one single sentence that changed their life, that made them feel so empowered and uplifted. What would that one sentence, just that one short sentence be for these 90,000 people in the room? The world needs more of who you are. Love it. The world needs more of who you are. 
tell us tell us a little like you're, you're leaving me like hanging now like i i, I want to i want a little bit more <laughs> I, I need a little bit more <laughs> well look at the work that, that you, look at the work that you did right you did exactly that work mm-hmm. you said i need to be more out there right and what you've found by doing that is the world is receptive to you being who you are right but if you had if you had told yourself before you started doing that the the one who is playing you know call of duty forever if somebody walked in the room and said the world needs more of who you are what would you have said get lost yeah exactly right but get lost so, yeah but the truth but the truth is the world re- does need more of who you really are and once you woke up to that you lit up and it's just sort of flowing from who you really are. Your authentic self just can't help but manifest because you have a lot of energy and it's going to go. And, and, and that's a beautiful thing. So a lot of people are in that place. They don't really know that that's true. And so what I'm trying to do with a sentence like that or a question like that is to plant the seed that if they don't believe that, that they don't know who they are and that, when you connect to your truth, when you connect to your being, which we're all born with this authentic self, that is a magnificent expression of humanity. And everyone has it. And so when you speak from that place, it's a beautiful thing. And people resonate with it. And we need people expressing from that place and being in that place. So it wakes the beep up out of everybody else when they see it. And that's what I'm trying to do with that. And maybe it's not the best question, but that's really a powerful question for me to tell people because when they, people start to get it, that, that it's not what they do that's matter, it's who they are that matters. And then from that, the doing is, is imbued with meaning. Uh-huh. Then, and the world needs that. Just like we said, this is mindfulness and this, this, this authenticity is what's going to change the world. Oh, my God, we need it desperately. Mm-hmm. So when people get real, in, in healing terms, when people get real, healing happens. The world heals, you heal, relationships heal, everything heals, and, you, and growth happens. So the world needs that. So the world, so the world needs more of who you are. Beautiful. I love that. Brett, honestly, I'm so grateful that you shared that. I'm so grateful that that that, that came from the top of your mind, fresh, authentic, vulnerable, just mm. from your own journey, your own your own inner work that you've gone through as well. And I'm just so happy and I'm so thankful that I've had this conversation with you. But I really want everybody now to like go and connect with you and, and really mm-hmm. find out more about this work that you do and really ask for help or, or, you know, get, get the stuff that you put out on your newsletter or go and subscribe to your podcast or uh, tell everybody, I'm going to put every single link under the podcast (laughs) show notes and all over YouTube. So hopefully everybody goes and connects with you and and, and signs up to the the email list. But in just for the people that are listening on the podcast, where can everybody go and find you and which platforms do you kind of live on the mouth? Well, um, I do uh, LinkedIn, Facebook a lot. You know, I'm kind of an older character, so that a lot of my audience is out there. But this applies to everybody, so I'm very happy to be talking to you. And um, it's relevant. I can't say it enough to particular people in your your age and of that your generation are so lit whenever they get this work, uh, and it's imperative that the uh, younger generation 
really embody this because there's a lot of work to do and we need people who are aware and conscious to do the work. And so, yes, uh, languageofmindfulness.com is my website. I have a podcast by the same name. You can look it up anywhere. And also on that website, uh, there's a, there's a special page language of mindfulness slash now, you know, W takes you to a page where you can access a mindfulness meditation and in an FAQ, a video FAQ about, how to get started for those of you going, well, how do I even get started with it? That's how you can do it. And also I'm available for coaching, offer a free uh, sample session for anyone who's interested. Uh, and you can find that on, on the website as well, languageofmindfulness.com. Awesome. And also you're, 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 also you're writing your book soon. I am. I'm writing a book. It should be out in about six months. It's got a ways to go still, but I'm almost finished with the first draft. Oh my God. What a, what a labor, but it's beautiful. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to have a TEDx talk this year as well. So I'm looking forward to that. Beautiful. Brett, like uh, I want to stay connected and stay po- and, and keep me posted till then because we'll have you back on the show at the time you you launch your book and you do the Oh, great. Before. Thank you so much. So I'd love to have you back again. But yeah, thank you so much for everything that you shared and all the wisdom and your message, your energy, the, the mm. mindfulness work that you're doing in the world. Just thank you for being of service because for me, somebody from a different younger generation, learning from people like yourself, like if we wasn't for people like yourself, put out the good work and the energy and the, and the wisdom then we wouldn't have the guidance right we wouldn't have had done this work so thank you for being of service to the world well there's a there's an old book that had a saying like let those who have ears hear and so i want to really thank you for having ears and more than that having arms and legs and feet and a mouth and putting it all out there and so right back at you man you're doing the work and i really appreciate the way you're lighting people up it's really powerful and and appreciated Thank you, Brett. I really appreciate that as well. Thank you so much. I will catch up with you really, really soon. But thank you so much for being on the podcast. And guys, as I always say, please go and reach out to Brett. Send him some love. Send him a love heart on LinkedIn. <laughs> so send him a message. You know, Go and get that. Go and sign up to his email list and, 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 and really just take action on what he's doing. Because you know, there's so many people like Brett out there who are just giving this information yeah. to you. And you're not just, you're not taking it. You're not receiving it. You're not wanting to do the work and change your life. So go and connect with Brett. He's, he's such a, an amazing, deep vulnerable and authentic person that as you can tell from the podcast you can really learn and take take his wisdom and value and implement into your life so once again brett thank you so much for being in the purposeful mindset podcast and Mm. uh, hopefully i'll catch up with you soon thank you kindly if you're still listening i just want to say a massive thank you from the bottom of my heart it truly means a lot that you're taking time out of your busy life to invest in yourself to learn something new and now as a mentor of mine once taught me teach it to others whichever platform you use share whatever you've learned today with someone else out there in the world because we all need to spread more growth mindset related content out there for people to learn and change their lives too if you haven't already please subscribe to the podcast share it with your friends let others know that there are guests on here who are sharing wisdom that's going to change their life and i hope to see you on the next episode take care